It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 13 years ago, I almost died. I was 10 minutes from death. And um, let me tell you the story. At this point of our life, Chris and I were um, about to get engaged. She didn't know. <laughs> and I was uh, living in Oregon at the time. She was in living in Sacramento. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was a caddy at a very prestigious um, golf course resort uh, golf resort <laughs> yeah it's called bandon dunes so all the golfers out there will probably know um it's r- like one of the best so yeah. he was he was pretty cool i had a lot of fun i had a lot of fun there <laughs> i could play a lot and uh yes i like golf um and it was kind of crazy that i had this job it was really fun um and it was about five o'clock one particular day october 8th mm-hmm. 2007 uh, 2007 I was driving and on my way to um, Caddy. We had a early, some early rounds going out. It was about, yeah, six o'clock, I think. Probably what between I, five I and six a.m. Yeah. yeah. Six, six, six o'clock in the morning. And um, if for those who haven't been, the the coast of Oregon is beautiful, super lush, mm-hmm. and lots of roads that are very, very windy. So I'm driving, and I remember. Um, I remember taking a turn and losing control. I had a blue Dodge Dakota truck <laughs> and I lost control and um, it just spun out and then I overcorrected and jumped the truck off um, a 40 foot ravine and hit three trees. And um, that's all, really all I remember. I just remember green going and then I was out. <sighs> so fast forward an hour I woke up I remember seeing the the spider webbed cracks of the glass and the hiss of the engine cooling um, I remember looking around and, and just kind of being like oh <laughs> something happened but then I just went back to sleep uh, I remember woke, waking up a little bit later um, probably about like 20 minutes ish later mm-hmm. and um, I realized I had been in an accident so I started looking around, like, how do I get out? But um, the truck was completely smashed. It was just, you just absolutely looked like um, Godzilla had just like, you know, yeah. elbowed it right in the middle and just crushed it. We called it Old Blue. Yeah, Old that Blue. That was the end of Old Blue. Old Blue got destroyed. <laughs> and I really couldn't get out. Um, I was having a difficult time breathing. Yeah. And my, um, I was cut up on my shoulder. Um, and some other places on my body was cut up a little bit. 
And um, I remember just trying, like, what do I do? And looking around, I, f- I found my phone. So here's a kind of the first miracle that really happened in this incident. Um, my phone was sitting on my seat, the seat bench, when I got in the wreck. And then when I woke up, I was sitting on my phone. Um, later on, when we went to the crash site, there was stuff thrown everywhere, out of the truck bed, out of the cab. Like random teenage guy stuff, like forks from prior meals and like (laughs) all these things that had just been thrown about, strewn about all over the forest. Yeah, because I was super tidy (laughs) at that point in my life. But his cell phone was right under his leg. Yeah, I was sitting on it. And um, so I I was like, cool, my cell phone. I grabbed my cell phone and I called Carissa, of course. And not to mention another miracle, you had reception. Yes. And... Which isn't, which is kind of a miracle in itself yeah. in Oregon, because especially on the coast, it's mm-hmm. it's pretty desolate at places. Yeah. Um, so I had reception. And it was your brother's phone. And it was my brother's phone. So my other phone, I had absolutely, I think I had Sprint at that time, and Sprint did not have good reception where I was. <laughs> and um, I took my brother's phone, I think it was uh, Verizon, and I just begged him. I was like, dude, can I please just, I want to talk to Chris at the Caddy Shack. And he's like, well, <laughs> fine. I think my mom made him give, give me the phone, <laughs> trade phones for the day. But you would not have had reception if you had your own phone that oh, day. No, no, not, yeah, absolutely not. The crazy thing is too, my dad went back to the, the crash site with the same phone. And he said about 10 yards in either direction from the truck, there was no, absolutely no no reception at all. So I was in the exact spot with reception, which yeah. is an amazing mm-hmm. thing altogether as well. So I, I proceeded to call Carissa and I, you know, Hey, you know, she's like, Oh, are you at the Caddyshack? And I was like, no, um, I, I think I've been in an accident and she's like, Oh my goodness. Have you, are you okay? I'm like, oh, I think I'm okay. I wasn't. <laughs> and she said, have you called 911? And I said, no, I can't find my phone. And she's like, oh, and she freaks out at this point. Well, yeah, because all I could think of is, you know, his cognitive abilities are dampened for him to be able to, you know, call me, but then say he can't find his phone. He's on the phone, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, yeah, I was like, how, how could you have not called 911? Like if you've been mm-hmm. in an accident, like, yeah. what on earth? It yeah, was, it, it was, was scary. Yeah, I was I was not thinking correctly. Or I, I would just, you know, I just woke up, had a pretty serious concussion. So Chris had told me, go ahead and call 911 and I'll call your parents. So my parents lived about 45 minutes away from where we were. Uh, actually about 40 because I was five minutes from Bandon Dunes. And that's really all I knew. Um, that's, that's about where I knew I, where I was. You but didn't the, know like the exact location. Yeah. It was like, you know, turn five, you know, like <laughs> there's no like signs or markers or anything. So, um, I waited there for a while at the bottom of this cliff and I, I heard after a while the search and rescue looking for me, they couldn't find me, mm-hmm. uh, just because when the truck went off the road, it really left no marks at all. And where my truck went through the bushes just tr- closed closed right up and there was no sign of him yeah absolutely no sign yeah so um my mom and dad left around the same time um that the call was made and um god told my mom where i was Um, they were driving and my mom said pull over right here my dad looks at my mom and says 
are you sure? <laughs> He's right here. Pull over. Meanwhile, search and rescue had been going back, back and, and forth, forth back, yeah. like totally missing you. Right. And I was honking the horn with my foot because um, the, the truck was tilted on an angle down, down this cliff. And by the way, if I wouldn't have hit those trees that I talked about, um, I would have for sure been dead because the cliff just kept on going. Mm-hmm. Um, they probably would have taken a while to find my truck too. Yeah. So... Um, my mom jumps out. Finally, my dad stops the car. My mom jumps out, runs down the road and starts yelling my name. I heard my mom. I honked and they came down, um, and found me. They saw the truck. Um, they got, got down the ravine and, um, I remember they flagged down the, the search and rescue and the search and rescue that then came and checked and they said, sorry, you know, we can't pull him out in this condition. Um, you know, we're going to have to wait for the jaws of life. At this point, I'd been down there for about an hour and 45 minutes. Um, I was starting, I was really, really, really not feeling good at this point. Um, actually before anybody, I have to say this before I got anybody had got there. I saw I was alone in the car with my thoughts. Um, I knew I was dying. Actually, I knew I was dying because I was coughing blood. I couldn't breathe. And, um, I remember thinking I'm about to die. Um, but I think, you know, I'm okay with dying. I feel sad because I I feel like I could have done more. Um, and that was my regret. I I could have done, done more. And, um, of course I loved Carissa too. And I was missing out on that, but I knew I was okay with God. So there was a peace that was over me that was, I was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so this, and then, then after that, I had that moment, the search and rescue came and, uh, they wanted to open, open up the truck, but it was closed and they said, we're gonna have to wait a little bit. They're the, like, we need to get the jaws of life. Right. Yeah. And I was, I was, I felt like I was about to die. I couldn't breathe anymore. Um, they didn't know, but my left lung was completely collapsed. Um, and my right lung was filling up with blood. So yeah, I wasn't in a great position there. Mm-mm. And my dad was like, no, we got to get him out right now. And, uh, they kind of looked at him and my, I remember my dad grabbing the door of a Dodge Dakota truck, old one. He went Tarzan style. Yeah. And he wrapped the door <laughs> around a tree. I remember looking at my dad going, wow, Superman. <laughs> and, uh, they got me on a stretcher and got me to the ambulance and put oxygen on me. And I remember like, that oxygen was like godsend. I was like, oh my word, this is the best stuff ever. Um, and a f- <laughs> another funny memory too, like when I, once I got into the ambulance, I had this really expensive rain suit on. From the caddy shop. Yeah, that, that I'd saved a little bit of money for. <laughs> and uh, for caddying. And they took out this razor about to cut it off. And I was like, don't you dare. I was like, you take it off me. They're like, but I'm like, no, you take it off me. <laughs> Cause it's like, you know how much those pants cost. So I'm alive obviously, but that was a really close, uh, brush with death. Yeah. And it, like the title says, it did teach me some things and, and brought some things to my, um, to my, to the forefront of my mind. Cause he, every kid knows that they could die theoretically. Right. Mm-hmm. But nobody thinks about that. Or when you're young, you don't think about that. And you were 20. You're immortal. Right. At yes. the time. 
Yeah. So, you know, fresh out of teenhood. Yeah. Like full fledged adult thinking you're just yeah, kind of immortal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I remember this time like slowed me down and, and gave me this look at life that said, you know, look, Adam, you're not going to live forever. Mm-hmm. You need to do something. You need to, you know, you, you need to make your life count. And ever since this has been a, a driving, um, I don't know, it's a driver of my actions mm-hmm. and what I do and how I do it. Yeah, it is incredible. I mean, it's been 13 years and still to this day, I see him and hear him refer back to this moment. He'll talk about it when he's testifying, when he's ministering to somebody, he's in a coffee chat with someone just talking about why he lives the way he lives or why he pursues what he does, what inspired him. And he often goes back Mm -hmm. to this pivotal moment in his life. Yeah, because I think that until then, it was just living, uh, just living, you know, the days went by and I wasn't um, directing my life. I wasn't... uh, designing where I wanted to go or where I felt God was going. Like you you just kind of feel like life happens to you Mm -hmm. instead of you happening to life. You could live a life designed or you can live a life kind of based on chance and opportunities. And um, I decided at that point that I was going to live on purpose, that everything I did would be for uh, um, a reason. And this of course kind of gets me in trouble. You know, like if you heard other, podcast, you know that I'm a pretty focused person and I'll, I'll be somewhere else thinking about something else. And it does steal some of my present joy away sometimes if I'm, if I'm not careful or not. Cause you're uh, zooming out it. and thinking of the big picture. Yeah. Like what needs to be done? Vision. Yeah. What, where are the gaps? And it's, it's incredible. Cause I see so many ways that so many talented people around you that could do so much but they don't apply themselves. They don't have an urgency. And because of that, they waste some of the most valuable years of their life frittering it away. Mm -hmm. Um, And of course they're doing good things, but it's not to their potential. Yeah. And so today that's, I think what, what I want to hit and what I want to push here is that life is precious And that God gave you abilities and experiences to better his kingdom, to help the people around you, to make other lives, the other lives around you better. Um, They say that there's two, the two most important days of your life is the day that you were born and the day you found out why. Once you found, find your why, I think your life takes on a whole nother um, just dimension of, of, of clarity. And it takes on so much more meaning and purpose. Yeah. If you find your why it, there are so many things that start falling in place for you. You feel confident in where you're going. You might not feel like you're equipped or you're ready to take that leap. Um, but I think also once you find that why, you're also responsible to pursue it and to do it well. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what is scary for some people because they don't feel like they're ready or they don't, mm-hmm. you know, they don't want to make the wrong choice so they never do make a choice. Mm-hmm. So this kind of podcast is just, I, I, I hope to push people to, 
to take their life serious and to start asking yourself, like, what do you need to work on? Mm-hmm. What areas of life do you need to put conscious effort into so that you make a difference? Because every single person listening here is called to make a difference. And this incident, this life-changing experience, obviously was so significant for us. Mm. Um, you know, it was at the beginning, before we even got married, so it was toward the beginning of our relationship. And um, it altered a lot about the way we view life, the way we, our, our discussions, the topic of our conversations. Yeah. Um, but I want to encourage you, you don't have to have a life or death situation in order to find your why, mm-hmm. in order to get intentional about w- the purpose for your life and um, to put some oomph behind your goal setting. Yeah. You know, we talked last week about um, various types of focus areas for the new year, you know, new year's resolutions, but your new year's resolutions or your focus for this year goes to a whole new level. Once you find your why a great book uh, actually to help kind of spur you to action on this would be Simon Sinek's find your why. Mm-hmm. That's a, a fabulous book. I would suggest to everyone listening and we'll put that in the show notes. Yeah, as well. that's a great book. And it really just goes through and says, you know, looking at your past, your future, and your desires, where you want to go. Um, but it does does help you um, kind of start sorting this out. But I don't see as this journey of finding, if you haven't found, we're talking about finding, but and then if you have your why, great, we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but don't sit still. You're not going to sit still and find something. Mm-hmm. Work on yourself. Um, I believe the, the Atomic Habits book talks about you becoming 1% better. Mm-hmm. Can you become 1% better than you were yesterday? Yeah. And after that, compounding interest on that growth is going to it's going to make you into somebody that really does do something here. Mhm. And so, even if you don't have a life or death situation, um you do have to have an experience with this. Mm-hmm. You know, it can't just be something that you just go, "All right, well, I guess I'll jot down some goals like you have to make this a a life-changing experience for yourself. You need to go to the Lord in prayer. You need to seek what his will is for your life. Then you need to envision what mm-hmm. it is that, that God is putting there for you. Mm-hmm. And you need to pair that with what you see in scripture for mm-hmm. your mission and what you're passionate about. Um, you even need to experience it emotionally. When you're envisioning mm-hmm. that goal come to fruition or this calling that God's putting on your life, yeah. really identify what am I feeling right now? And um, talk about that in the present tense as if you are experiencing this thing come to life. And um, that we want to we spur you to action in that direction today. So in an effort to kind of start you on this way, a question, a really great question to, to ask yourself is what is one habit that if you change today would make the biggest impact in your life? Um. We regularly ask this question or think of, I, I think about this question a lot. What do I need mm-hmm. to change that will take me to the next level? Where's the bottleneck? I feel like sometimes we don't really work. We work on all these other things, but there's a bottleneck to our potential and, and there's only a little bit getting through. So if we mm-hmm. can widen that bottleneck, Good metaphor. what's that, what's that, that one habit that if we, if we did it, 
it could widen our potential and give us more of what we want in our life. Mm-hmm. It's a really good way of um, kind of starting that discovery process. And this is for people that know their why mm-hmm. and for people who don't really. Because maybe if you don't know, then you need to like pursue something. You need to pursue growth. Mm-hmm. Because remember, you're not paid for your time. You're paid for the value that you bring to the marketplace. So can you make yourself more valuable? Mm-hmm. A little bit of Jim Rohn there. Another person that you guys can look into that um, spoke in my life a lot of times. So working on yourself is where we have to start. But see, the problem with this whole thing is I think that people hold themselves back. They, Because of this history that they have of themselves and the expectations they have of themselves, they know that, well, what's the use? Mm-hmm. I've done this before. I've tried to set goals before. So it's, but I've never done this. I've never got ripped. I've never, um, <laughs> you know, done this or made this X amount for their business or whatever. And so we start to give, I, I don't know, give ground to, to what is possible mm-hmm. because they, they haven't done this yet. So, what they make it to mean is I can't do it. Yeah. In fact, I think there's, um, there are some studies out there that people in their twenties actually achieve their new year's resolutions far more frequently than mm-hmm. people in their fifties. Because the idea is once you get to your fifties, if you haven't done it yet, you might be thinking or saying to yourself, well, I, it's probably impossible now. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, that's something to consider if you, have gone several years or even decades of not achieving your goals or getting where you want to be. Um, you're going to have to change the way you think because Mm -hmm. your limiting beliefs, your, your, your self limiting beliefs, Mm -hmm. um, are going to only get worse over time. If you don't do something about it, your thoughts impact your emotions, your emotions impact your Your behaviors. behaviors. Right. So every time you think about, okay, I could lose weight. Let's just use that because it seems like there's so many people who yeah. talk about that, right? I've tried this over and over and over and over, but I never seem to be able to do it. Well, don't do it the same way. That would be the first thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like look at maybe some different aspects. How do you do, you know, how do you do behavior change mm-hmm. or that kind of stuff? But don't just throw in the towel because it's always been a mistake. Maybe focus on littler um, goals or mm-hmm. tasks that could lead to that bigger task. Um, and also focus on the thoughts that you have about yourself. Mm-hmm. So there's there's one aspect of behavioral change that focuses on the behavior itself. But there's another aspect that focuses on the thought. Right. Because, you know, yes, you could sh- shift the way that you're actually trying to achieve this goal. And that's the behavior or the context, the environment, you know, mm-hmm. the prompt. Um, if you read tiny habits. That's, that's one that you'll learn there, but some of it is just your thought process, you know, thinking that you can't. And so you can't, you know, that whole quote, if you think you can't, you're right. Yes. So what Chris is getting at, um, is so we're backing up. I think this is really where people fail to look. And it just sounded like when you said limiting beliefs, okay, that's kind of a buzzword, right? In the Mm -hmm. whole space. You guys might have listened, you know, heard other people using limiting beliefs, and this is like a, you know, hot topic, right? But it's so true. Mm-hmm. We encounter that every single week with with our clients of like, yeah. okay, you hear something. When I hear can't, I'm hearing really them saying, I won't. 
I've heard someone actually um, counseling. Um, they said, you know, I need a volunteer. And this this lady said, I'll, I'll go ahead. He said, okay, tell me all the things that you've been trying to do, um, but but can't. Or, you know, tell me what, tell what me those things. Hasn't worked out, yeah. Right. He says, well, she's like, well, I can't lose weight. I can't. That was actually one of them. And then she just went off a whole list of them. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. And then he said, okay, now I want you to go back through, take your time, and say, now, I won't. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> she started going through, and actually she started crying. I won't do this. I won't do this. I won't do this. He said, how does that feel? She's like, it feels terrible. He says, when you're saying I can't, you're literally giving yourself the permission to, to not go toward that thing because mm-hmm. it's futile. Yeah. Um, I look back, it's so funny. Like my parents did a great job, um, in this domain. Um, and my mom and dad would not let us say can't, mm-hmm. that was an off limits word. That's absolute truth in our household. You couldn't say can't. You had to say something like, I'll try You'd like, try that again. Uh-huh. <laughs> and there's so much, so much value to that. Mm-hmm. No, you can do it. It's absolutely possible, but but some of the some of the um, factors that would lead to your success haven't been in place. Right. So it's okay to express the difficulty. Oh yeah, for sure. That's that's part of like the brainstorming and figuring it out is for by sure. saying you know this element makes it difficult because right. okay, well how can we tackle that or yeah. what can we do that makes you know another element that's stronger than that weak element um and so it's okay to express the difficulty we're not saying you know put a smile on and um but the the point is don't give yourself permission to just ignore the goal altogether or the calling or the direction that you're wanting to head the big picture stuff um when you say i can't you're giving yourself permission to just move away from it and um, you know, it's kind of like that lady who decided to go ahead and say, I won't. And mm-hmm. it brought her to tears because she had been avoiding that emotion and the, the can't bandaid mm-hmm. allowed her to, um, you know, kind of withdraw from that emotion. Mm-hmm. So it's okay to say, you know, I won't, I haven't been allowing myself to, I, you know, I've mm-hmm. been letting this get in the way and experience the hardship of that and the difficulty mm-hmm. of that. Cause that's what will spur you to action. Right. It- I think so many people need to treat their thoughts more carefully. We see this over and over and over. And if you've been listening to us or watching our videos, you know that um, this is a tr- this is true. That if you're not careful with your thoughts, um, you it will hurt you in the end. Mm-hmm. Because think about it: your thoughts are causes. Remember the law of cause and effect. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts are causes. Your thoughts cause emotions, emotions cause your behaviors, which behaviors cause more thoughts about those behaviors, right? It's a cycle. And and it's just cycles. So if if this is true, and this goes actually back to uh, Galatians 6, 7, whatsoever a man soweth, or woman, that shall he also reap. Mm -hmm. So if you you sow um, healthy or challenging thoughts to yourself, you're going to grow. Mm-hmm. But if you sow, sow negativity, you're going to get more of that. Yeah. So starting there with your thoughts and saying, what limiting beliefs or what, what beliefs have I 
you know, held that have been a safety blanket um, or been um, a, a barrier to going forward. Mm-hmm. And is it serving me well? Just kind of survey your thoughts yeah. for a moment. Take inventory. Are my thoughts serving me well? Mm-hmm. If they're not, let's do something about that. Mm-hmm. So here is what we want you to do. Ask yourself this question. What if you can change your sense of what is possible? Really change that. You might just not see yourself in this in, in this good light. But it is possible to see yourself in that light. It just means using your imagination that God has given you um, for good. <laughs> and another way to ask that question is, what's the furthest you can imagine your life going? Yeah. If all areas were unlocked and all barriers were down, all the walls and challenges were, yeah. were gone, what's the furthest you can imagine your life going? Because that really helps you see you know, the ultimate. Okay. <laughs> Cause that will really help you see the possibilities from a different perspective. Yeah. Here's what we want you to do. Take this. I mean, this is the first week of 2021. So many possibilities. And I mean, yeah, we don't have to do goal setting in January, but that's traditionally what happens, right? Mm-hmm. So why not embrace it? I think it's, I think yeah. it's a good thing. I set goals every single year mm-hmm. um, for a long, long, long time. And uh, God's helped me do some awesome, cool stuff. Yeah. And Krissa and, and we, you know, push each other. We have different goals. We have, mm-hmm. we have, we're, we're working on the similar goals, but take some time, some quiet time, maybe grab a cup of coffee and think about you know, where, where could I go? Mm-hmm. Where does, where is God pushing me? Yeah. Where am I telling myself that I'm not enough? Where am I telling myself that I'm not strong enough or I'm not capable enough? And, and then really face, is that true? Mm-hmm. It, God wouldn't call you to something that you couldn't do or that he's not giving you enough help to get there. Maybe you do need to grow more to, to accomplish these things, but don't let that scare you. You're not alone. Mm-hmm. Work on yourself. Um, and through this journey, oh my goodness, it's going to be amazing. And we're excited to hear, um, what God does in your life. And hopefully this, uh, was encouraging. Yes. Um, even though I almost died in the story, <laughs> <laughs> but there's good news. Yeah. But there's he's alive. Yeah. He's alive. And here's the deal. Most people will underestimate what they can do in a lifetime, but overestimate what they can do in a year. And so, yes, it's New Year's resolution time. And, you know, go back to last week's podcast. We talked about various um, areas of holistic goal setting and, um, you know, Mm -hmm. New Year's resolution focus for the new year. And we want you to do that if you've already done it. Fabulous. But now we want you with this in mind, the big picture stuff in mind, think about your why, think Mm -hmm. about the long run. Mm -hmm. And if you need to go back and revise some things or put some asterisks next to things and say, this is part of the 10 year plan for blank, or this is part of my lifetime purpose for blank, um, then feel free to do that. We're also going to be honing in on this more thoroughly during monthly live date night. 
So all the information for that is in the show notes. We'd love for you to join us. We're going to share our New Year's resolutions. We call it our focus for the new year. And we're also going to share a template for you to set a focus for the new year if you haven't already. And then to zoom out and do the big picture thing that we're talking about, um, we are going to walk you through setting your marriage mission statement. Yes. It's going to be an incredible time. This is something I'm so passionate about Mm -hmm. and excited to watch other people grow and step into their purpose and make a big difference. So if that's you and you want some more guidance or just, I guess, other people that are doing the same thing, um, connect with us. Yeah. We'd love to have you there. It's a live session. Lots of Q and a time. It's a community. It's not a huge community. We have, um, I don't know, probably between, 20 and 30 couples yeah. that come each time. And yeah. so and it's, it's, it's really awesome. neat people from all over the world and yeah, getting to know cool. each other better. It's really cool. We'd love for you to be a part. So join us. We're really looking forward to it. Um, so much more to be said here, but, um, a great book that I could recommend, um, on this subject of goal setting, if that's kind of going to be your jam this, this year, you want to do it better, or think about it more would be, uh, Michael Hyatt's book, um, it's called Your Best Year Ever. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really great book to think about this whole subject. So we'll or, put that in the show notes. And as also well. Brian Tracy's Flight Plan. That's another good book. Oh, yeah. I pulled a lot of quotes from there <laughs> when I was reading it a couple weeks ago. Yeah. That's all for us here, guys. We love you. And Happy New Year. Happy New Year. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.